What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode one of the Avatar podcast. I am your host, Albert, and we have reached the mid-year mark for 2020, which is halfway to a year from Avatar 2. And the reason why I'm chiming in now and the reason why it's a bit exciting to, to, to start having some discussions now is because we are potentially a month or so away, less than a month away from seeing whatever Ubisoft um, Massive has been creating for their Avatar project, which is under extremely tight lock and key, but which we all know thanks to the recent glimpses at PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, where essentially um, Unreal Engine 5 folks have gone on record saying that they want to create an ecosystem digitally between the mediums where an asset only needs to be created once and it can be transferred between all the platforms um so for example a great leonopteryx designed and up like the updated uh, version for avatar 2 is just created once and for all and then that can just be dragged into the playstation 5 for the purposes of this title which Again, folks, I really need to stress this. None of us are ready for this idea, which is, as they've said in their behind the scenes, it's the idea of actually going to Pandora, being and that V, you know, and seeing everything in potentially even in 3D, which is something that I can really see um, James being very interested in. But there you go. That, that, they, there's <laughs> Right off the bat, you can kind of tell where my vibe is at that's that's really huge for me it's very important for me because i i am very much immersed in this in the interactive medium because of this uh aspect of it which as evidenced by the last of us which i really hope jim has seen uh in terms of what we're now able to do in terms of conveying humanity and telling beautiful photo real stories i really hope ubisoft massive are all over that title because again what it represents is something that uh, it was a huge part of why Avatar succeeded, which was the idea of connecting with these digital characters and de- connecting with their performances. And I'm thinking sp- particularly scenes of, uh, for example, Moat, you know, after the destruction of Home Tree. We saw you her anguished face. And that was, that was Cece Pounder. That wasn't, that was the actress, you know, right there. Every, everything captured, just like with uh, Circus, with his uh, Apes films performances. Um, and I think that, that that's the breakthrough shot for me. Uh, Pounder really owns the emotionality of that film, as in the emotional apex of that film is, is hers to define, for sure. Definitely defined by her. And, and similarly, no spoilers, but Last of Us Part Two, if you play it, you'll see that that's what we're really, really stepping into the realm of um, being possible. With, with this tech so that's huge for me and that's uh something that again just to kind of um tide us all over it's not just about me tiding you over it's also about how this outlet is just this naturally occurring thing i used to say this big spiel about how my podcasts were a side effect of and they are really it's just i, I just say it in a much less long, long-winded way back then it was like a chronicle and repository for my relationship and engagement with art and entertainment with a focus on the film <laughs> with a focus on uh, in the interactive art form which is games but now it's honestly just uh, again I, I you look at those uh, you hear stories or you read stories of people where it's like if they didn't do something they'd go crazy and there's just such a level of joy and kinship and gratitude that I feel for everything that's happening in so many spheres I do Wizarding World I do um, the Dune podcast is coming up soon, but es- like especially Avatar because of what it represents—that beautiful cross section of like Tolkien's mythopoeia, like world building, like down to the, the the granular things of like what the roots and the trees and the you know fauna flora, all that stuff. And then you you mix that with some of Halos's beautiful fusion of alien and, and like hardware. You know, there's the the, the native aspects with those, those beautiful kindred very important um more important than ever before goodness me uh themes of environmental um awareness and activism so important to actually take action not just speak words by the way i feel it's very important i mod over at uh avatar uh you know the reddit community there so black lives 
matter and I'll say it fucking again black lives really fucking matter black lives matter folks so it's simple as that and you need to keep repeating that phrase keep in mind what we want to accomplish with it too is we have an outline now we have groups that you need to keep funding um that they can keep the protest up, keep the pressure on to have some permanent changes made. Because it was groups like that and tenacity like that that made it so that there weren't any more segregated toilets anymore and bubblers and all that stuff that we had this big awakening of consciousness and conscience back then that, that led us to make these important changes, which wow, now it's not even negotiable. Uh, now it's just not even something that we think about. It's so integrated that we just don't treat others in any different way in those contexts but there's still stuff to figure out and it's, it's embarrassing that it's taken hundreds of years to do so so let's keep the pressure on with that um but that's a huge part of, of what avatar is and i i'm so looking forward to uh seeing in a post-covid world as this film premieres which is you know september um 2021 is when they're really it's like there was the early projections of like that's if you know not if but obviously when a vaccine is developed is, is sort of September 2021 is, is going to be when either it's not going to be like fully over over but it, it'll be the point at which um, you know vaccine is either developed or has already been um, you know uh, given out and people have had it um, by then and so then that'll leave a couple of months and then lit- literally as we sit down all of us around the world for Avatar 2 there's just going to be this sense of wow you know uh adversity and like what people do in the face of adversity and things coming back you know um and us coming back to ourselves and then again you know going back to normal and then again what am i leading to obviously going back to pandora that's going to be this beautiful sense of the return to normalcy the return to what we once knew so that'll be a beautiful thing symbolically to experience all of us together um, but that is six months away. But I'm committed. <laughs> As I've been building up, You, if you scroll all the way back, this uh, podcast was uh, uh, started in 2018, conceptually at least. Uh, I think at one point I released an episode, but I had to take it down because it was so poorly recorded, as in just the the, uh, the recording quality wasn't the best. Things have improved now, obviously, um, thanks to just, yeah, like the passage of time and learning new tricks with tech and obviously improvements with technology. But um, but there you go. Uh, so also, I figured I'd say in, in during my travels last year, I put out some posts, wouldn't you know it, uh, Zoe Saldana herself chimed in on the channel, or rather on the Instagram with a like, which was wonderful to see that amongst the sort of tumult and craziness of algorithms and all that, that it found its way to her. So it was a weird sense of like us having our journey as the podcast kind of blessed by Neytiri herself, which is beautiful. Um, but as I've uh, done with the Death Stranding uh, material that I've um, produced with the Kojima podcast stuff that I've done, uh, I spoke with um, Tommy Earl Jenkins from that title and also Darren Jacobs, who plays um, uh, Hartman. So Die Hartman and Hartman from those um, roles in that Kojima project. And Kojima is very, very kindred with... with uh, with James Cameron because they're both creators that like they just won't they won't do something unless it's pushing some kind of envelope same with George Miller as well and there's a Mad, Mad Max podcast as well uh, that I do and but I suppose I'll give the briefest of things for me so I'm Australian I live in Canberra I create patterns and as well as these podcasts I also do some storytelling that's pretty much all you really need to know about me you're more than welcome to jump on to Albert Kessa com and read up a little more on that and just sort of see this sort of stuff that i do but uh, the main focus of, of this will not only be just for my own again as just a naturally occurring outlet of my own excitement and engagement and, and appreciation for this uh um for certainly boundary pushing filmmakers is, is sort of my main purview I, I love i love those most of all because uh what's more interesting than forging into new territory you know and on the Instagram I've posted that photo of uh, the underwater horse riding it's just we really truly have no no level of, of preparedness that we can be at like we just can't be prepared um, <laughs> for what's to come because this is uh, someone operating on an entirely new level every time uh, and that's a self-defined thing it's not an arrogant thing it's just he just says look that's just this is 
why I'm interested in this art form. It's why I'm interested in creating. It is to literally create, not to recreate. So, and as, as I'm sure Jim would put it himself, is um, to create, you literally need to do something that has never done before. You know, sometimes there's this sense of, oh, well, oh, create, creativity, creativity, when in fact, you know, I feel like tugging on some of these people's sleeves and saying, like, actually, technically, not to, you know, just to, just telling you, like, you're just doing a new thing or a, re, uh, sorry, a rehash or a reboot or there's all these re-words. But uh, there'll be none of that, with, certainly with Avatar. I, I, I feel as though, and again, they're starting to film again in New Zealand. That's another thing I figured I'd report on. Um, I think they, they managed to obtain some kind of uh, exemption uh, last I heard um, when I sort of chimed in on the news. Um, I'm also, yeah, I'll be posting these episodes, by the way, uh, on the Reddit. So if you haven't jumped on yet, the Reddit app is so, so kindred and beautiful. I think it's by far and away the most uh, humanity affirming and humanity serving platform. Uh, where it really is community focused and content focused instead of fo- focused on the individual or any of that kind of like voyeurism or um, or narcissism, anything that any of that stuff that has, I would say, found its way into other platforms. And certainly there's definitely not as much of an issue of, with privacy. Um, I'm in the middle of potentially considering, um, you know, moving some of the Instagrams or oh, the Instagrams over to, to Vero, which is apparently the... Uh, algorithm-less, ad-less Instagram, which um, Michael Fassbender is, is heading up, interestingly. So so that'll be interesting. But anyway, that's a little admin side note there. But uh, just for this one, uh, as well as just naturalistically, and again, my shows are very naturalistic. Uh, segments might come in later as, pod- as, uh, as co-hosts come in. I've got co-hosts for the Dune podcast, The Last of Us podcast, and um, uh, locking down soon for the wizarding world podcast a few hopefully by when we see again that hogwarts rpg all these dream come true things happening seriously i mean there's some dark times out there certainly with some of the political stuff and um i'm counting down to that election folks we're in australia here just really wanting to manifest something really beautiful for our friends in the u.s so if you're listening from there and there's that crazy madness of, of the leader who's just seemingly truly not caring about um you know his his people like it's okay I, I, we're counting down like 129 days or something it, it's uh, we we believe and we're funding and i know we can't even phys- we can't physically vote but i'm sure if we could we would but yeah okay i suppose at this point catharsis i want to talk about that um with with what uh ubisoft are doing i feel as though I mean, tell me that that wouldn't be something so invaluable um, going forward with, with, with super stressful times. I think, you know, post, post next gen uh, and post the release of this title, I can just really see myself like if things do, and I hope things get brighter thanks to the, you know, the Greta Thunbergs and not just them, but l- like the you, l- you listening now, like taking very easy to take actions and regarding um, helping, place, helping this place not turn into what Jake Sully saw. And lived in you know there's a there's a cautionary tale aspect certainly to avatar um but yeah so doing your part is, is so important but but for the for those times which will inevitably come of, of feeling like escaping and escaping again like i said cathartic very important uh, i could so see you know maybe if the r's at that certain point or maybe i really i really hope it's not first person but if, if it is it just gives itself that extra hurdle to get me in because i love third person i just it's just the ability to really appreciate that artistry or you know best of both worlds if they can do both that would be great um and i am yeah skeptical on the first person and on the vr front and if they can pull that off that's fine but if if all that they do is produce essentially red dead redemption avatar 2 in playstation 5 graphics they they won me beyond the ability to win me truly so we'll see what shapes up with that and um I've recently done a whole thing now where I'm just I've 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 left behind the reaction world. I I, I engaged with it for a while. Now everything's just offline, deleted, archived um, for whatever. Maybe I'll do. Well, I won't be releasing anything publicly anymore with that because I just yeah, it literally tweets their own. But um, I think maybe I don't know if this is something I've got my finger on the pulse on. Maybe I'm right about this. Maybe I'm wrong. But I do sense that that's taking that's kind of drifting. Um, a way out of what people are 
kind of doing the whole kind of group reactions things i think that really saw its peak around like 2017 ish um i again i might be very out of touch with that but that's the sense that it presents to me um as you know but anyway um and now yeah well again that catharsis is going to be so important um that feeling and they have to capture it because uh, that's what jake felt uh you know bound to that wheelchair if you want to use the analogy of like if we're bound to the wheelchairs of our normal lives and we can set flight not only take take you know take to our legs and just like powerfully like power forward in a way that uh there's so much richness uh symbolically with with avatar that even that first film folks like you know i've read some uh some like long form stuff but what i'm hoping <clears throat> is getting folks like the angry hippie you know uh on board from youtube who does these beautiful who did this beautiful essay uh on the film and um and so getting them on board but also there's some beautiful again other other youtubers who who have produced wonderful worthwhile material to to kind of really enhance your viewing of that film uh and then the crew and cast so Wayne Barlow is is an absolute must uh at some point to chat with uh, this uh figure who gave the fauna especially of uh avatar just such like their identity some of his early sketches Uh, he also worked with again with Toro, you know. And tangentially, you know, Tommy L Jenkins who I interviewed worked with uh Kojima who is a huge Gil del Toro person and there's a lot of in- intersharing between these groups so um and that'll be nice to kind of reach out ver- via various outlets as we approach uh release, you know, to to get some of these folks on 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 the show to probe their minds, go into their life/art/kind of eclectic interests, but definitely to to you know elucidate myself and then by extension all of you um on their process so that'll be really worthwhile and wonderful and kindred as well i think that'll be wonderful so predictions are a thing you can also you know write in uh, to avatarpod@gmail.com with your predictions i would love to read those out um you can chime in on the outlets that i have myself albert kesser kind of withdrawn from i don't really post to my personals again that's exhausting to me <laughs> uh um, yeah so i my my agreement it's not begrudging i would say it's it's it veers towards begrudging but the people always make it nicely worthwhile and then i do like the aspect of chronicling which is kindred i really like that um of being able to sort of stack one post on top of another and create a, a lovely chronicle i'm enjoying that with last of us podcast uh instagram is if it wasn't for the facebook association i would truly just be yeah really really too, totally on board with that I'm on board with it now as a as a matter of necessity but anyway so building up the uh, and it's such an active community I, I will say you know um you know the the folks over at uh, I, every time I chime in there's there's at least like 80 or so people who recognize the post so I'm like oh wow shout out to all of you and I'll certainly be shouting you all out uh, going forward um now I'm recording straight to anchor with this by the way anchor incredible app would highly recommend it because it auto distributes things everywhere. And uh this one actually is going to be going up later on Apple tomorrow as well. So for any of you listening to Anchor for the first time who couldn't wait for it to arrive on Apple, welcome, welcome. Um but yeah, so there's also another thing that I do with uh you know Twitter is the polls that'll be nice once I've set that up. Um get some ideas from folks about what they'd like to see, but very much at its core it's cuz it's just one person engaging. with this material and um bringing all you lovely folks along the way as a side effect so so from now so look, we're looking at June um we're about to s- slide into July which is SDCC which we we might even if they decide to really blow us away they could release a, a teaser while still filming that would really skyrocket things and and really cause some interesting early disruption and much welcome distraction but my prediction uh, a very first solid prediction is that uh December 20th this year we will have a full not a full trailer but we'll have a um as i posted an an activity to the avatar community uh, reddit.com i'll just go r/avatar i'll just refer to it from now on where i ask people to describe the teaser you know in its hypothetical form and then whoever is closest to it uh in their predictions whoever be ends up being the most correct We'll jump on the show later via Zoom, which is the exclusive avenue through which I have other folks on Skype. Be damned! 
all due respect to people who lose, use Skype, right, like, to each their own, and, and Discord truly be damned, like, just not intuitive at all. Um, so Skype is, Skype and Discord, I just, yeah, really step it up, because Zoom is, is leaving you in the dust at the moment, truly, like, culturally as well, so... 2020 was certainly Zoom's time to shine, and, and there's a good reason for that. So may, may they keep that trajectory of being just this wonderful be-all-end-all scheduling solution for meetings. And again, not sponsored. I just I just naturally really cherish and appreciate um, that platform. Uh, and as do my co-host for all the various shows. By the way, I'll mention that. So I have um, I, I have the main show of mine, which is about 200. This one will probably be 204 or something. Uh, podcasts since 2015 but then as a as something which i know that there are some listeners who are really really uh you know tapped into or, or only really ever want to tap into certain aspects of what i want to discuss totally fine i just post the episodes on their own youtube feed their own apple feed as well so that's a lot of admin i love admin as as it so happens i'm also i've also got a full-time permanent ongoing here and here and here in Australia, um, and it's government stuff, so it's really, really, really kind of takes up a lot of my mental bandwidth. But um, doesn't matter. I, I will, I will get around to everything in time. And now everything is really beautifully set up for the roughly 42. And I know, yes, 42 podcasts, um, but they are repositories. And also, I'll invoke the Tim and Eric thing, which was when I went out there and I just saw that all of these URLs usernames it was all just insert thing and podcast i was astonished to see that they were all available uh instagram.com forward slash disney podcast was available so okay yes i will happy to take that one on you know that's again podcasts are are very rapidly becoming the main way through which people receive their news and oh uh, yeah you know uh pastime relaxation when you're tidying the house all that good stuff very one-for-one one direct human connection which i think the print world is threatened by to a degree with like magazines and stuff because there's that impersonal kind of cold you know unless it's read to you i suppose but or or see read to you uh which i sometimes do you can i can see read myself an article and just sort of listen to it like an audiobook but um yeah there's a wonderful way forward with that and i again wave it here and there with like should i call it a podcast should i do these things you can follow it all on that giant chronicle over at youtube.com forward slash albert kessa official um but yeah at some point when i've when it's all done all 40 whatever things are all set up with everything passwords whatever all that all that kind of crazy admin stuff again some people are like why why do you like the admin i'm like i really do <laughs> i would love to like create a you know just everything like yeah if i had all the time and i will eventually get there it just just takes a lot of time so uh yeah so all right so that that that's one activity which is the predictions um for the teaser then i think i have i also had a thing of like what would you like most like to see that's that's that i could dive into some of that with myself here if you i mean if you'd like as if you can reply right now i i might veer into that but um maybe also taking a little bit of a taking a little bit of um, a pause to kind of talk about how it wasn't too long after um, Jim discussed, uh, or, or rather, you know, there was that whole thing of Avengers Endgame and superhero films and stuff. Um, it wasn't, yeah, it's so interesting. So that happened, and then only a few months later, this COVID stuff happened, uh, and, and it really feels like the, the world is sort of rebooting. And what I find would be like really worthwhile to discuss and i'll bring some co-hosts in for this and if you're listening and you and you'd be up on the idea of, of co-hosting like jump on you know avatarpod at gmail.com any of the outlets you're more than more than welcome to chime in but um that'll be really interesting to see people going back and, and like what their levels of appreciation of new things and what their levels of appreciation for known things will be because at this point avatar having stepped out cinematically at least of the sphere of kind of public knowledge for a decade plus how people will react to that knowing that like oh well that's this new fresh thing that's back and we're coming back to cinemas and what what the sort of reception will be with that versus something like you know the the you know the like the app the, the, the marvel stuff and by the way i, I there's going to be no lines drawn like marvel versus goodness me none of that rivalry and you know team marvel team cameron none of that 
oh team patty jenkins or or none of that there's only love here right and that's not like a like a centrist pacifist thing it's just i think love is the most productive state to be in and i love cross cross conversational or sorry like uh you know cross subject matter discussions so they can perfectly coexist there's there's no sense of like one eating away or uh you know muscling in on the ter- territory of the other i just think you know there's there's love man like and I, the thing is quality i want to like let's talk about this so in the 80s there were there were years folks where it was like jaws came out at the same well better example like et you know all these things packed so closely together some look at some release years like i'm not kidding i'm i'm a bit hazy on the details but so there was like i don't know like et raiders blah like you know um back to the future or something like one year had like these five incredibly classic movies coming out so close to each other and they're all held to be and cherished to this day uh you know and, and extremely successful so again it, it's that's a scarcity mindset if you're thinking that way of like well you know if avatar's successful then you know it'll impact marvel or whatever or star wars for me it's just everything can exist equally and, and and be celebrated equally if it's all of a certain level of quality which i think the camerons of the world are really like they've set themselves that as a personal standard like they have no professional reason for doing so no financial reason for for being so hands-on and wanting to still get their hands dirty and still have that aspect of seeking like the true form of their art and pushing the envelope breaking the envelope burning the envelope making a brand new envelope they don't have to but they do it because out of a and that's arguably you know maybe jack white uh he discussed this i think maybe i'm hopefully not misremembering but he said something like well back then with music it was this forced thing and like yeah scorsese said this is like it was you were forced to do the things the analog process which was painstaking and like if you made a mistake it would fuck it up so that's why you really had this fire inside you to get it done right the first time and it's because everything was still shaky but now with these like digital guarantees and these triple backed up everything on the cloud kind of stuff some filmmakers have let themselves get a bit kind of oh yeah complacent i'll say it you know if that's me calling people out then i guess i've called you out <laughs> you know all from a place of love obviously uh, and again as a little exception robert eggers for example he did he, one of my favorite directors the lighthouse um which the witch you know he filmed that digitally uh but had the attitude and it's an attitude thing now and now it's not a necessity thing of an analog filmmaker and as digital as fuck as on the edge on the fucking you know bleeding edge as cameron is he has the spirit of an analog filmmaker because it's his truth and so then and this isn't to like try and you know make ourselves feel better about being in the modern era compared to the past i think the past has some great things but i like to look forward towards the future and i think a society or not a society a you know creative um a body of creatives worldwide in all different art forms who elect out of their own will to have that analog attitude you know rather than it having been forced upon them is arguably more impressive and more interesting and more worthy of appreciation than some of well you know back then like we just didn't have the cloud and like if something was lost forever it was lost forever we had to film it even better the day after so there's a sense again that's just a riff of mine of um people who forcibly like keep themselves out of their own will they have no like society is right there ready to just like turn them all into like <laughs> lazy uh you know digital uh fine one take will do one script revision will do kind of filmmakers which we've seen plenty of but i think this um covid stuff and and what i'm just hoping generally is just this reboot of 2020 really instills in people is that sense of wow like isn't it better like now that we know like it just really teaches you to appreciate the really good things uh and i saw like ford versus ferrari yesterday beautifully filmed uh you know really like extremely high quality films on all fronts and i I have a good feeling about tenet turning out this way too that's that's what it's all about you know like it it covid and stuff halted which i you know I, i hate that so much death has come from it but the sense of the conveyor belts stopping that conveyor belt cookie cutter stuff stopping and like those are dead now like those of or if not dead then a lot of them have shut down long enough that they're 
things need to be rethought. I love that. But I also want to say this about Cameron as a creator, is that he... I call him, like, <laughs> the creator who lives between the worlds or, like, beneath the oceans. Like, this this figure who... And this isn't pedestalizing or smoke-blowing or hyperbole. He is, he is someone who is in these worlds of filmmaking, of science, you know, of innovation, and, you know... But he's not of them. He's in them, but not of them. I love that phrase. My fiance, uh, Ray, she's a transformational um, leadership uh, mentor, uh, introduced me to that phrase from a Carolyn Miss book. You're in a world, but not of it, which allows you to function within it, but not be held back by some of its very negativistic aspects. And I've said this in some of my posts. Feel free to look through. It's uh, reddit.com forward slash you forward slash Albert Kessa filter by new or whatever or just filter by subreddit and i dive into this i dive into how he has faced some of the negativistic aspects of the filmmaking well kind of all of them from the filmmaking environment and, and community and industry what have you Ugh, hate that term industry for literally pretty much for the past 20 30 years or you could almost arguably say from the very start he just has an attitude that produces tall poppy syndrome or crab in the bucket syndrome which is if you've heard of the analogy it's if a, there's a bucket of crabs and if one of them tries to escape and shows any kind of initiative and wanting to kind of distinguish itself from the crowd the other crabs will bring it down because it, it that that escaping crab reminds them of how cra- trapped they are you know i was going to say it reminds of how crap they are because i was mixing crabbed and trapped it's like yes they, to hold someone back resentfully out of jealousy or out of feeling threatened or made to feel insecure about your own progress that's crappy and it's crabby as well <laughs> and a lot of journalists and a lot of uh, i actually haven't seen too many of fellow creators do it i don't see people uh, people creators mostly silent Cri- critics towards in the subject like with regards to, to to Jim, they 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 tend to have a lot of thoughts, and uh, yeah. So Collider, just gonna say, go fuck yourself with this bullshit. Be better, because I really used to enjoy your fucking content, but then some fucking thing happened where you just started getting very attention seeking. And, and again, this comes from love. I would love, like, I loved the Collider live days. I loved some of those early Jedi Council days. There was such a good vibe there. And I actually say this from love, like, fucking be better. All these this headlines about, like, James Cameron is back to his, like, blue people bullshit. It's like, go and fuck yourself. Be better. So you just wouldn't. If he was in the room, you wouldn't say that. You're doing that for clickbait. You know on, on, a, on, a, on a very core level, unless you're really fucking stupid, but you know on some level this man isn't just a filmmaker. He's an innovator. Right? He's an inventor. And so... And I don't want to be like, let's exceptionalize him. It's like, no, he's, he's just a filmmaker like everyone else. But his his in, like his inlet into this art form is, uh, or into just creating in general, is to do something new every time. Right? And that means, yeah, you know, challenging, interesting imagery, a uh, different imagery of like, yes, that, that's, yes, that is an under, uh, underwater motion capture stage. And, uh, you know, fuck sensationalizing. I, I just want to say that, like, we've really taken a turn for that in, in, in modern times of, uh, because attention span's getting shorter. I really, also maybe we should try and reverse that because I, I do want to, like, the Zendaya's of the world, the, um, all these very, like, woken, uh, uh, who else? Like, um, oh my goodness. Uh, she played Cho Chang in, in Harry Potter. She made some beautiful so these young people like so aware so like present with their situations that there's none of that sense of as as is so often very easy to say the, the shortening attention spans but i think that's why i interrupted myself with that um sorry to disorient anyone disorient anyone who was following that but you know i love that there are some young kids being like actually no we do really like having long like attention spans um we're trying to change the narrative on that um you know, and yeah, like, so the media is, is a problem with this because if they keep, they'll, they'll create the thing that they believe out there. So if they tell themselves that, oh, there is, there are dumb kids out there who, who need kind of, kind of rage, really rage producing, uh, or reaction, 
producing headlines. It's it's no better, honestly. Collider, like fucking hell, like it's it's no better than than clickbait on the bottom of those articles, the zergnets. But then, you know, let's say less reputable sites, they have that stuff of just those blatant thumbnails that are just so like pandering to like the dumbest corner of humanity that part of me even believes like there can't be anyone that dumb who would click on those um what are they they were just uh spam ads you know back from the 90s you know the ones that would just pop up and not go away like it's so strange i thought we had left that behind but that's <laughs> i mean it's i mean it just literally has jumped into my mind right now because everyone's getting wise with their ad blockers right and so they need to find some way of going beyond that and still like getting attention and getting revenue with their headlines instead of ads which we've all blocked away so they're like taking on the qualities of the ads that they wish that they could push so it's all fucked up but there are some wonderful outlets out there who are who are less so and uh, certainly some podcasts out there which i really cherish that um are more straightforward um you know vati video for example i mean he's on a podcast uh, but uh that well-scripted intentional um you know just one for one no no and he even jokes about like clickbait and stuff but you know the inside gamings and like some kindred people there but and there's this sense of like well i'm so self-aware about it that therefore i'm indemnified it's like uh and yeah the layman gaming i had to unsubscribe from them uh recently because they some of their attitudes towards the last of us like again they seem like really they're fellow australians actually um and they're very helpful for like helping you know uh, coordinate when you're watching live streams and stuff but uh I think it can it can be an infectious thing to be, to get swept up into that uh, clickbaity headline thing, and and that's why you know it's just too problematic for me to engage with. It. And I don't really, you know, with the reactions and stuff, and that whole idea of like the the blurry ah, kind of like visually noisy and attention seeking, but not in a not in a artistically, you know. Um, compelling way it's just it's lowest common denominator big fat stupid obnoxious faces and fonts and stuff so and i always think the ones like the the gyms of the world they have this uh sense of wanting to earn your instant attention but through a timeless myth compelling imagery beautifully put together no easy road believe me folks if you wanted a filmmaker that better exemplified the idea of not taking the easy road you couldn't find it because that's all you just jim that's all you need to you know like that i know of i mean bill Nuve also like he 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 puts himself through the paces and leica i want to say this about the the stop animation uh, stop uh, stop frame animation too those folks who regularly like unsung i mean also shout out to chicken uh, chicken round two being announced fuck yeah i can't wait for that the reason that, and you're like, oh, but why are you bringing this up? It's like, well, not that incongruous if you think about it. So to render a scene with stop motion, uh, it's, 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 it, your mind will bulk. It's like they can spend a whole day animating, a whole day, and it's like one second of animation or two seconds. And are you telling me that the script wouldn't have to be by necessity due to the process being so laborious that the fucking script would have to be perfect? have to be and this is you know nolan as well saying like that he crashed spoilers three two one for for, for tenet uh a real plane he said he crashed a real plane because of what it would produce the effect it would produce the sense of gravity of like oh we went and did this this is the time we put in this is the physical real effort and um uh, and again believe me cleaning up <laughs> that kind of you know, onset occurrence is much, much harder, and setting it up much, much more logistically difficult than than anything you could plan inside a inside of a computer. And the same goes for stop frame animation, which is, and even classical animation. And certainly, again, with applying it back to Avatar, with some of the keyframe stuff that they do. I know they do the motion capture, but a lot of what they achieve is keyframe, as Weta would say as well. And it really does come down to like, is this fucking? If like the harder the fucking process is to render this can you fucking imagine anything more fucking difficult like performance capture on its own difficult but again does he give a fuck no right so he's he's raised his standards on every possible fucking front and there's no sign of him stopping 
So to write a story, folks, a scene, when you're watching Bailey Bass and Jake Spider, or I'm still learning some of the names and like cast members or, or Una Chaplin, if you're when you're watching them doing one of their scenes underwater and you feel the quality of that writing, that script, like this is an out of context line from The Last of Us. Again, part two, so spoilers for three, two, one. There's a line in The Last of Us Part Two, which is someone's like, Your people did this, and then there's that line, no you you are my people and it was just again see the very fact i'm bringing it up now it stuck with me and to have achieved that again you know there's some motion capture aspect but again when you were talking the digital realm especially there's every like and you have to also fi figure out whether or not if that cutscene plays in this particular place da, 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 will it create a bug three hours later in the game all that fucking it just it just fucking boggles my mind that anyone could have any sense of being entitled or ungrateful or nitpicky about this shit like and i'm not even being a fucking fanboy this is just a human being recognizing the actual logistical reality of creating this level of artistry and down the line uh, as life may and i'd be truly honored to participate in some of that even create some of that stuff with i write this thing called the quantum myth it's in the making it's this thing that goes between the dimensions and and it sort of incorporates a lot of what joseph campbell discussed but in a way that i'm actually bringing that from just something theoretically he discussed about old cultures being connected but i like to explore the idea of that what would that look like for real in a real creative context and that's very kindred to what you know james does and george did with um with uh, with star wars uh and speaking of that hero's journey uh, it's like a family hero's journey did he have to do that folks did he no no he didn't there could have just been a thing where he just did a kind of carbon copy of that first film and it's Jake, and it's Neytiri, and they go on an adventure, which is that first film. But this is an intergenerational, and he mentioned Godfather, and that's a structural thing. People are like, eh, look at him comparing himself to the Godfather. He's like, no, fucking pay attention, you fucking clickbait headline, scrounging scavenger motherfucker, you know? Right? He's just saying structurally. Look at the Sopranos as well, you know. I love. I would love, for example, you know, Cyberpunk just really revealed that they're doing Edge Runners for Netflix. I would love for there to be an animated Avatar thing. Same with Wizarding World. It's like well, everything is on this beautiful verge of happening, which will be wonderful to discuss in all these shows, the main podcast, and then you know, put out to the various dedicated feeds like this one. But I just again, I take these silences because the mind truly bulks, right? The mind truly bulks at the possibilities. And why not? And that's my, really, honestly, I ask everyone tuning in, it's like, why why not celebrate? First of all, why not, why not why not do it, first of all? Which is very easy for me to understand. And some people are like, why is, why is James making the Avatar sequels? Are you fucking kidding me? Look at what was he was able to set up and bring people into this this sense of you know everyone kind of unifying over these themes of environmentalism and mythical storytelling that kind of brought things kind of into this very real feeling place and then all this kind of meta commentary and it just this this idea of unification and coming together as as all one tribe you know none better than the other all just with the purpose of upholding nature which again we're all nature do not delude yourselves we are all different humanity nothing different from whatever like ants you know monkeys all that we're just different forms of nature right and so there's that that's that's the beautiful message of that first film and it is a wonderfully self-contained film but you can't tell me that that isn't beautifully laid out right there boom fertile ground for, for creative for, for creative storytelling you know and i'd love at some point as well as my quantum stuff to, to to dive in and maybe contribute a story here or there would be wonderful like a written thing or whatever i end up maybe being able to hopefully one day i'll manifest it just you know we're close to new zealand and if they do any motion capture stuff i'll i'll just take the flight over i did visit actually um uh 2018 i just kind of walked past i was like because you know we were, we were going there for my 30th um, i'm 88 so went to hobbiton and all that and then it was super blustery day and I just was like, and so my fiance Ray, not my fiance at the time, girlfriend at the time, proposed last year. She was just chilling and it was really rainy. I was like, I'm gonna walk to Weta. <laughs> and she's like, what are you, what? It's like a two hour walk from where I was based, where we were based. Uh, it, it, it was such, it was so blustery. And like, there's even a pun in like the sign for Wellington. 
um, on the hill. If you watch it, you can bring it up. It's just like it's like the Hollywood sign, but the letters are being blown away. Like, and it really lived up to that. So I walked from like our. It was sort of in the main sort of part of the city, and I just got my Google Maps out. It was pouring. I had like two, I think two pairs of socks on, like my cardigan and everything. And I just fucking went on like a beautiful rainy podcast-filled pilgrimage. <laughs> from like central Wellington to where Weta was and I went to the cave and but on the way I, I did see the buildings I was like oh yeah I recognize those from the behind the scenes of Lord of the Rings and without a doubt behind some of these doors behind some of these closed locked you know very normal looking buildings like Jake and Neytiri and their family are Varang I remember Varang because it's Una Una is super kindred and yeah yeah Chaplin right like Charlie Chaplin how fucking cool is that and the dude was so influential right for this for the filmmaking medium and that's so cool that there's that kind of nice bloodline lineage connection there because in many ways it feels like Avatar was like the equivalent of like the Chaplin like oh wow that's a that brand new realm of this of this medium you know the performance capture again we take it for granted and there's so many things where it's like and I remember commenting about this I was like Guys, you do know that Thanos, like, that tech was developed, <laughs> you know, by, like, Cameron's team, like, which was built off of what Peter Jackson did, so. So I'm really, what I'm looking forward to, and this isn't, again, no fanboyism, it's just statistical, it's objective, it's, it's also a sense where it's, like, Cameron has seen this throughout his entire career, it's like, why would that be different now? Like, the man has proven to always keep himself in touch with the zeitgeist, and always in the face of people being like what are you doing cameron creating a giant tilting set like what the fuck are you doing and then like with all of his projects like oh these tanks of water and oh you'll never top ridley scott's original and he just has always been like i'm just not focused on your fucking negativistic crab-minded bullshit and he just says like i see the truth of the piece it's it it, it shows itself to me and I bring this wonderful team of people into alignment with that through all the bullshit. He just has such a higher perspective of it. And that's not a thing of like he thinks he's better, no, but he just thinks he's above. Negativistic, deleterious, um, yeah, non-productive attitudes towards art. Because why would you want that? What does that do? What does putting negativity into the world do versus putting positivity and creativity into the world? Like, fuck the destructive, like, colliders and all that stuff. But it turned out to be a much more cathartic episode this one than like but yeah it's good to lay this this stuff out you know it really is um but yeah anyway anyway so touched on my little trip to wellington uh, touched on some of what's definitely coming ahead again there's no there's no sense of like uh, is it this thing that's like maybe will it happen it's like no of course folks this isn't an arrogant thing it's just considering objectively the amount of time and love and Watch something that Jim does, which is he gets everyone on board with a vision that has been done for a decade plus now with these films. Considering all of that, I feel it is a certainty. I know it in my heart that um, we really are. There's something very special that we're just very, very close to seeing glimpses of. And eventually again this year, um, you can read it if you want to go on Reddit. There's, I made my own little prediction of the teaser. Um, it has to do with Varang. It has to do with her emerging from the water. And um, if you see The Last of Us Part 2, again, no spoilers. Well, mini spoilers. Three, two, one. Feel free to skip forward. It does examine other characters. And I would love to have entire scenes play out in these future films where it's Una and her father, or Una and her, you know, sisters. And, uh, and for example, like, Jamie Clement's character from Flight of the Concord is like seeing his stuff and what's behind that like the mind's eye really just like brightens and the smile comes and that excitement you know folks right and what's going to be wonderful is also as as we step into that I'll just have a little bit of mind's eye cinema again mind's eye cinema is a thing with me I really it's it's well what is it what does it do it brings it alive first of all because you really like you give yourself over to the to this imaginative space where you vividly see this stuff in front of you and just like fast forwarding to december next year folks let's go like i'll just tell you some stuff of what we're gonna see or what we're seeing because we're there right now right because i brought you with me into the future we're seeing things of like oh yeah i watched the like maybe there's a lovely reel that happens where it's like these because the trailers are going to come out the tv spots but maybe an angle of it could be and an avatar event i really think that that's going to ramp or really ramp up towards that because there's there's the star wars celebrations and stuff and 
leaky con for Harry Potter and all that, and I really feel as though, and I want to be a part of that for sure. I'll, I'll involve myself in some way with that for sure. And on stage podcast, as we were, maybe podcast 50 will be on stage, you know, that's, uh, we'll see. But what I could see is a, a real playing before some behind the scenes or before one of the official trailers or whatever, um, where it's like, oh yeah, you know, I was 10 years old. I was 10 years old when I watched this movie, you know? It's been 13 years, I'm now a young parent, <laughs> you know? And I'll be there with my like two, three-year-old or whatever. Um, and some people have kids earlier, it's true. They could be there with their four-year-old, five-year-old. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like watching this film. And that could be a beautiful thing to be like, yeah. Wow. Generational. And I can't wait. Like, like generational done right, by the way. And I will openly, happily, proudly, very transparently throw shade at the... the wow, the, I would say, catastrophically mishandled sequel trilogy. Yeah, unsubscribe. Oh, that's it. Yep, pause it. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. I'm not gonna... Yep, feel free. If you really can't bear to to just like sit with another perspective about this and keep in mind neil scanlon my hero done dirty on all three did amazing like he's the creature creator by the way i figured i'd give you some context adam driver incredibly talented actor all the actors so that's what makes it even worse such talented actors great casting really and, but Boyega, he's been very free and, and also lately, and you can see it on the Instagram.com forward slash Dune podcast, I posted a screenshot of Oscar Isaac saying he'll never make a Star Wars movie again unless he needs another house. Like, how much more of a sense, of a sign do you need that an actor felt truly, like now he's, he's free of that blossom, like he can really voice himself. Like, that's betrayal, right? Um, and we, we are going to see the difference between, okay, taking a year and a bit, or a couple of years to, to not even do an overarching story with the sequels and then really like wedge in this aspect of the family generational thing in a way that really didn't because it wasn't planned out talking two three years here again haphazard lots of arguments lots of firings all of that we're going to see what was produced from that which was these three sequel films which it, they only succeeded because of the Disney Association because of the Star Wars Association they rode entirely on the coattails um, of that they, they as I say it's the Rome syndrome which is Ray and I went to Rome once we went to a restaurant and it was it just didn't taste good and I was like why Ray why would this be it's like they're in Rome it's like well and Canberra has some beautiful restaurants and again I'm not like trying to be like a hometown boy or whatever but Rome syndrome is when they're like well we're Rome motherfucker we are Rome we don't have to put any effort in You'll come to the restaurant anyway. And that's what Disney was like. It's Star Wars. You'll come anyway. But with, with James, with Jim and his crew, he not only has this idea of him, which he's always faced, which I love. I just I find it to be this such a quirky thing. And I, I think he sees it. I think he's more amused um, by it than anything, which is, uh, oh, wow. So they hate me again. Oh, OK, cool. All right. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> ain't that ain't that interesting. And so there's that underdog aspect. So they don't have that coattails thing, first of all. But even if they did, even if Cameron had that thing of like, everyone will see it because it's Avatar, he would not, on, an, on, a, on a moral level, on an, artistically, uh, on an artistic integrity level, he would not allow something with his name to go out that was so shoddily made that that is this thing of, you know, when you, you very poorly tidy a room uh, you don't do it for real and so it's that you've shoved everything you've crammed everything inside and then you slam it shut and then you just sort of step back and you're like look look how tidy my room is and then three seconds later everything bursts out because it wasn't done properly it was rushed right and that's what disney did they they, they crammed everything in they kept it quiet they kept it shut for just as long as as they knew you know the cupboard door would stay shut because they know that like because from a, the amount of crap they crammed in and how disorganized it was they there is that sense of betrayal. You know, John Favreau, different. John Favreau, oh my God, I think Favreau and Jim, they have to be very close buddies by now because of all that tech stuff. Favreau, my goodness, with Mandalorian. Not a perfect series by any stretch, but Jim is definitely going to be plugged into that with some of his future stuff with that volume. My God, love it. That whole thing of, of no, more green screen, no more green screen, like that's huge. You know, absolutely. For whatever future projects. 
even though <laughs> Cameron has, has said, like, I can tell my stories with an avatar, I fully believe that. I, I feel the same about Quantum F. Um, but we will see that, folks. And that's maybe something to leave off of the show on. It's like, think about that. So two, three years, badly crammed, lots of disagreement, lots of miscommunication, uh, firings, misunderstandings, politics, money, money, money. And there's the sequels, those three films, calling themselves later, like with a little... Hi, my name is Sticker. Just over the top, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, we were a thing with Palpatine all along. Oh, and I tried to indulge this when I was trying to convince myself that it was good. I was like, Ray, Ray means Emperor. It was, oh, from the beginning. And that was self-flying. So for me, Star Wars, it's the three films. Technically, if I'm really like to get my just truth on, it's just those two films, Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back before when Kurtz left, things changed. And Villeneuve turns out he has the same attitude as well. That's why Dune is, is very intriguing for me, but... So I've just kind of very happily, it's like, well, we had our time. It'll be what it is. And there's some interesting stuff with Mandalorian happening. But for the rest, I've really kind of unanchored from Star Wars. I do have Star Wars mythology. If that's another thing, anchor.com forward slash, um, anchor.fm forward slash Star Wars mythology for any of that stuff. If I want to chime in about that or the main show, anchor.fm forward slash Albert Kessel for that. But folks, there's all that. And then there's what Jim has done with his team, with his concept artists, working just silently. None of this thing of pushing things out there, being like, we're doing this, announcements, announcements. They're just doing the work, folks. It's what it's what doing the work looks like, is you shut up and you do the work. <laughs> right? You put all the things in place. You get all the people together. You make the work. And when it's ready, you release the trailer. No deception, no sense of scarcity of like, well, we have to get the early impressions and because, oh, the numbers, the numbers, you know. And what I do like is whatever is going on leadership-wise with Fox, it seems as though because of that whole thing where it's like Disney now, is, again, there's a humbling aspect, right? And that's why I, I have it. I have It's not Disney's fault. It really isn't, folks. It was, again, I don't, I don't lay out blanket blame. I do not blanket blame, right? Because that's not productive either, because that's just, you know, kind of, uh, you know, What's the word zealot like? And I'm not a zealot for those sort of things. For me, it's like, just find the people responsible, uh, have them acknowledge that if they're if they're big enough to acknowledge their mistakes. And JJ, like, I'm sorry, I'm looking at you and I'm looking at Ryan. And again, I love, it's so funny, like I loved the 09 Star Trek and I loved Knives Out. So it's just something got to them where it just, it, nothing, it just didn't, didn't gel. And that's because of the, there was no planning, folks. And this is what I'll leave you off of with. This beautiful family saga, which is about to unfold right in a year and a half's time planned beautifully multiple writers right multiple eyes on this stuff and that revision and that refinement process it's how we have beautiful materials folks like when like a you know furniture or like you know clothing or whatever it's like when it's whatever like even jewelry blah it's like the material has been refined it's been perfected it has gone through a tempering process and that takes time and that's what the avatar you know everything coming ahead with everything and I, that's why i say everything is not just the films it's it's what ubi are working on and there's this you know massive the the game what uh, like if if there isn't something to celebrate and be grateful for and to signal boost more especially when all of all throughout there's this thing of not only this beautiful like transportive fantasy happening but it's also with a purpose this environmental consciousness aspect of it as well so what's not to celebrate what's not to cherish and and truly rally behind right artistic integrity environmentalism themes so important going forward truly like the the saga for the 2020s, 2030s, you know, that's what I feel as though it's about to to really manifest for us, you know. And I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. So, But folks, if you enjoyed the show, feel free. You can jump on Anchor. There's a, I think we're going to jump on Spotify uh, later. That gets automatically done with Anchor. These shows are always exactly 60 seconds long, at least when I record it on the app. <laughs> but if I'm doing a Zoom uh, with, a, with a guest or something, it'll likely probably be a bit longer. And and uh, again, everything gets posted out to the various outlets in time. I'm just one person, but I love it. So if things shift later down the line where I have more time, that'll be it. things will get put out faster. But folks, have a wonderful rest 
of your day. Welcome to the journey of the Avatar podcast. Uh, see you over at r slash avatar. And uh, take good care and have a lovely rest of the day and a pleasant and restful weekend. And until next time, bye for now. Mm-hmm. <laughs>